0: Welcome to Part 2 of the CFO South Africa Podcast, brought to you by Sage. In Part 1, CFO Managing Editor, Kaylin Foree, began the conversation with Vodacom Group CFO, Raiside Morati and Douglasdale Dairy CFO, Bradley Vensel, about what keeps them up at night. In Part 2, Kaylin Foree digs deeper into how CFOs have adapted to the new changes brought on by COVID-19.
1: Receive it. As a CFO, what has been keeping you up this last year?
2: It's been a tough uh, period uh, and a period that is uh, clouded by uncertainties. So um, the uncertainties that have been, uh, you know, in the calendar year 2020 and still remain, is the fact that uh, the pandemic still continues um, and. You know, it affects people in different ways. Um, You know, there are people who lost jobs. There are people who had reduced income. There are people who got sick. There are people who lost loved ones. And there are people who got, um, who were affected by all of those, which is quite sad. So, and uh, we are in a business of people. So obviously one has to be quite concerned when uh, you go through that. So from a known positive uh, perspective, The digital transformation has been fairly encouraging. Um, E-commerce is beginning to take off um, and the other ways of uh, doing things online uh, is beginning to take off. And customer adaptation of that is also uh, quite encouraging. And we're seeing a lot of companies uh, trying to assist their customers in many different ways, Um, but they can't do it alone. So we see that as a partnership uh, that uh, they require from us. The, no, the new normal, um, nobody really knows when it is going to set in, but what is quite um, reassuring is that there's emergence of a whole lot of new companies, new industries, uh, new skills, and you know, some early birds are beginning to pick up on that as quickly as possible. Um, we are seeing that uh, you know, creating more opportunities for us to continue to provide uh, connectivity, and uh, also to work with our customers uh, in that respect.
1: Now that things are returning somewhat to normal, there are still a lot of challenges keeping CFOs up at night, like leading the workplace of the future. With a move to a mostly virtual working environment, what leadership challenges are you facing? And how have you had to change your leadership to adapt to these challenges? Recibe, we'll start with you.
2: So what is uh, fundamentally changing is the way people work. Um, You know, the... Distance uh, for teams, Uh, whilst you know there's a lot of convenience of everyone being able to work in the comfort of their own home, Um, we also allow the flexibility that you can come to the office whenever it is convenient and to an extent that we all uh, practice the health uh, protocols. So, but in terms of uh, the team cohesion, it is something that as leaders we have to work a lot harder at, because how do you make sure that people remain uh, connected. Um, some people who don't have a lot of uh, social interaction uh, in their own you know, personal space, uh, it also becomes quite hard. So that's why we are seeing emergence of uh, mental health uh, issues, which as leaders you obviously have to uh, take care of and 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 for that reason you know just about everybody now is not only in their usual business of uh, whatever they're doing but you also in the healthcare environment uh, in many ways um, so that's you know the way of working is uh, is one thing that uh, we need to uh, be um, cognizant of um, but you know that also creates another opportunity that whenever you're running things like conferences and um, you know where you need uh, to uh, touch base with a lot of people, we no longer have limitation of capacity uh, or space. So um, I can speak to all the finance people in the group at the same time. We can uh, have a conference and basically speak to all the Vodacom staff across the entire continent. Uh, and that's, that's a, a great uh, opportunity uh, because you know very often in large organizations you always uh, worry about the message that filters you know to the different levels uh, and whether it is uh, received as original and as crisp as uh, it was delivered so from that perspective we no longer have any of those limitations and for that reason the quicker the message from the C-suite from the top uh, reaches everyone the better it is uh, because you know it is uh, things like strategy and uh, where there are big uh, announcements or uh, important conversations that uh, we are able to reach the talent uh, development so you know human beings learn in different ways some people are able to learn you know quietly on their own but the uh, Traditionally, many of us learn by observation and learning from, you know, interacting with others and see how, how other people do things. So, in a virtual world, we all have to unlearn and relearn how to um, migrate and uh, provide that uh, skills transfer and uh, spread t- talent. So, for that reason, as uh, leaders, it is one of the things that uh, we obviously need to uh, focus on uh, particularly as new employees come in you know for people who have been around it probably is uh, a little easier than if you are new in an organization i think the other piece to pay attention to is uh, with the uncertainties regulatory environment uh, will continue to be somewhat challenging uh, or different um, because the regulators uh, would want to also adapt to uh, how the environment is changing. So, of course, you know when you set your strategy as a business, you then need to ensure that you are in tune and averse to, uh, and and not averse to what uh, the context of your business is all about. So um, we continue to monitor very closely and uh, work in collaboration with all our different stakeholders, including the regulators, uh, in terms of uh, responding to the changing environment. Brad, how have you had to change your leadership style?
3: So we're based in Bryanston in Johannesburg. Um we've we've got our big processing and packing plant here um and that's not something that you could move into the kind of virtual virtual space. We've got you know 500 people that come onto the site daily um, as as the milk comes to pack pack process and ship to all of our great customers out there. Um, so the disruption to the to the to the virtual workplace, wasn't as as hard felt here as it was in the likes of any tech companies or in a bank or kind of things like that. We we were mainly office bound. Um, how how COVID how, uh, because we because we have to be as uh, I I can't pack I can't pack product without people. Um, how how COVID really really impacted us was through the through the team's team setup that we would have to do so we would have shift work where there were pods of people which would work in little in little groups as as people were um uh, to to try and obviously um uh, bring in a more social distancing element as well as um if there was an infection in in that group then that group would then have to would then have to self um Self-kind of isolate. What that meant is that people that you would see on a daily or weekly basis, you would see now on a bi-weekly or a monthly basis, which is fine with people that you interact with on a kind of limited basis. When it's your when it's your own team, it makes it a bit more challenging. So what I've what I found over that over that um, uh, time. Was that it was very difficult to motivate people, and 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 as we go back into this third wave, we're now actually implementing Teams again from Monday next week. Um, the motivation and the training and the up, uh, you know the um, bringing people with you on the journey doesn't come to a complete halt, but gets gets put in a lot more pressure. So uh, that was our, that was our hardest thing. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, you know, a leader that walks, walks around and pops his head in and says, hello, how are you doing? And how can I help with this? And how can I do with that? Um, and that element goes close to, close to zero, you know, so, so your, so your team, it's, it's, it's very difficult for a, for a person who, who, who works for you to set up a zoom call to bounce something off you. Um, Normally, that that water cooler interaction just vanishes, which is which is sometimes not fair. So it was the that that element has been the has been the real hardest in terms of in terms of kind of leadership um, for uh, me over the last I'd say fifteen fifteen months. Um, so yeah, honestly
1: technology and digital transformation have become part and parcel of the challenges that have been accelerated
2: by COVID-19. Recibe how are you staying on top of this? So the most important thing is agility. Um, you know, we need to be uh, responsive, uh, being it self-learning uh, as well as uh, what we learn from our stakeholders. Um, the, the, Technology uh, transformation has always been there through the fourth industrial revolution, but some of the steps that were perhaps a bit slower have been catalyzed by the, um, you know, COVID environment, and and for that reason, if I give you an example of where we are, uh, perhaps being more proactive um, is uh, to allow our customers uh, to be able to pick and choose their own uh, products because we use uh, uh, big data, we use technology to obviously uh, learn more from uh, big data, artificial intelligence, and understand more about the customer's needs, the customer's preferences. And and, and for that reason at Vodacom, 65% of uh, what the customers uh, pick up today is uh, personalized uh, packages. So, you know, we get to know your uh, pre- preferences and uh, prompt you with a, a product offering that will suit you. If you don't like that, we will give you another one that, uh, you know, eventually will suit you. But with AI, it is a, a fairly uh, strong predictor of uh, the things that uh, you will prefer. We know that, you know, uh, people can operate at a nano world uh, environment where they want a series of smaller transactions as opposed to one big transaction. So you know, increasingly you find that more and more people would much rather buy airtime on a daily basis than to buy on a monthly basis. So we make it possible for customers to be able to access a product uh, such as that. We know that uh, you know some customers earn on a daily or weekly basis uh, depending on what they do in life and, uh necessarily waiting for the end of the month. So if you want to make a call and you don't have airtime, time, we will give you an advance so that it enables you to move on with your life, make that call and that advance, you know, up to 150 rands, it's not a lot of money. And in two days time, you uh, sold whatever, if you are a person selling uh, goods and services, you sell the services that you sell, you get some money and you are able to top up, pay that facility and be able to carry on. So those are some of the different uh, product offerings that we have been able to right size to ensure that we provide that agility that is required uh, by our customers. Um, the digital world also requires that we continue to work with a series of uh, uh, stakeholders, not just, you know, the end customer, but uh, the supplier as well. And, and for that reason, we are a big enabler of uh, e-commerce. We um, have uh, a trade bridge where it also allows our corporate customers or SME customers to be able to store their data and uh, be able to uh, provide online services. So that those are some of the responses uh, that we have uh, put out there. Receive
1: As a finance department, you've obviously also had to transform in terms of technology. How did you adapt to these
2: changes? So absolutely uh, important that as the front of the business becomes digital, the back end also uh, continues. Otherwise, you have a big disconnect. So we are building a finance that is data driven. Uh, the data and analytics is a big part of uh, the finance community. It allows us to be able to uh, navigate and understand the pricing points, the margins uh, per customer, per product, per, you know, different units, Um, and therefore the more you understand the economics of every product, uh, you are able to um, be even more innovative and and provide um, more options for the customer. Um, The Quick enough feedback about you know the impact of different decisions that you take is quite important. So you know management uh, relies on the finance teams to be able to interpret and uh, extract insights from many of the activities, and that also comes from big data. So we are um, you know he- quite heavily invested in um, big data and analytics, where we have uh, people uh, who are able to run through you know all of those uh, different algorithms um, as an example you know where we say we we know at least 700 different attributes about you as a customer but what does it mean from a business perspective and how is that going to drive uh, sales and how well do we know about our different markets and how well do we know about uh, our different um you know s- seasonalities and all of that what uh, to expect in terms of uh, performance of the business in month one versus month two versus month uh, twelve type thing. So finance is a very, very critical stakeholder and a business partner to the frontline business in providing all of those uh, services. Brad, can you tell us a bit more about this?
3: So yeah as I was kind of mentioning earlier, we we're a we're a mainly office bound kind of company um, where the blacks of microsoft teams and zoom um have come in kind of somewhat but mainly on a kind of limited basis when we deal with third third party guys um things like that so the 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 modern the the modern business we're probably lagging um kind of kind of somewhat in, in terms of uh, i don't know how to share my share my desktop sometimes on kind of certain calls and people will laugh and joke and things like that because it's not something that we that we have to do here. Um but that being said it it is the way of the future um even if it's in a different way to I think what's what the pure work from home thing is 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 happening kind of currently. If you have a look out there um the likes of JP Morgan who had a pure work from home basis have have said that all twenty five thousand people must come back to the office. Um, the same, the same with Apple. Um, Marissa Mayer tried it at Yahoo years back. Um, and the and humans are a well, in my in my view, humans are a social being being or creature that need a bit more um, contact. So the the um, hybrid version of what is what is kind, kind of currently happening, which might might be a three-day work from home base or a two-day work from home base and a three-day office or a two-day office bound base. I think will be eventually where it kind of settles into the future. That being said, I'm I I'm always you know making sure that I'm reading what's what's happening in in the likes of the kind of tech spaces um and that I can use whatever new newfound tech is is out there. Um, because normally we, we uh, the well, most most finance people are also um, often champions of IT and in those businesses and mainly in SMEs as well. Um, so we need to be the people that know how to operate it and know its flaws and drawbacks and then can uh, assist our workforce in bringing them on and learning how they all work and holding their hands through the whole process and telling them that it's... All going to be okay at the end of the day. So it's, this 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 has definitely made made a vast impact. I think the the world has moved ten years forward in terms of where where it would have been um, had had COVID not not happened in 2020. But I think ultimately in 2022 or 2023 we'll settle into some hybrid version, um, which I'm which I'm quite looking forward to.
1: Brad, before we end this podcast, do you have any advice for young finance professionals who are entering the workspace?
3: So, the um advice that I have for for people coming coming through articles or or some similar kind of training base is when I got into into pure commerce or into or into business the the piece that you never get taught through varsity or in articles or going through high school is the people, the people element piece. Um, And, and that's, that's where, where your, where your true value as a CFO lies. It's not in how to do a budget or how to do a forecast or, or how to do any of that stuff. It's how do I motivate, cultivate and grow the team under me? Um, to be the best that they can be because ultimately their their uh success is mine or the businesses. So it's a it's a growth mindset and a cultivating mindset which you which you don't get taught. Um, and what I found is 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 you need to find some good resources through podcasts or through books or through people that you follow um to give you those tools. Uh, to help you be the best version of yourself for the people that are that are kind of under you now if you're a team of one that's 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 obviously um not so easy but then you can then go into the business and chat to the salesperson uh chat to the operational person deal with the kind of c ceo a CFO, the modern kind of CFO is not a is not a hardcore finance person. The modern CFO is a finance-based facilitator that uh, that is doesn't have to be the, the the best in technical aspects, but needs to understand the people elements and is able to collate all that info and package it in a way that the business can make the best choices going forward. Um so that's my that's my thing. Leadership. And leadership training is something that every every person coming into this industry needs to make a cognizant choice in in finding and growing within themselves. And it's a constant journey. You're you're you you've you've never reached the the um end point is always something else to learn or something else to do. It's a fluid system, which is quite interesting and um, exciting I think.
1: Thank you Brad and Recibe, for sharing what's been keeping you up at night. I'm sure that as South Africa starts experiencing its third wave of COVID there will be many more nights like these but I'm convinced that both of you are well
3: equipped to get through it.
2: Thank you for the uh, chat. Always lovely to speak to the CFO colleagues out there and absolutely a lovely community. And what is quite exciting is uh, to keep connected. So I really appreciate the opportunity and look forward to chatting again in future.
1: Cheers, guys. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you for joining us on part two of the CFO South Africa podcast brought to you by SAGE. Sage is the global market leader for technology that provides small and medium businesses with the visibility, flexibility and efficiency to manage finances, operations and people. Sage is trusted by millions of customers worldwide to deliver
3: the best cloud technology and support.